Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another Two Dads podcast episode. I'm Simply. I'm Cheese. And this is the <laughs> Two Dads podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Live on Twitch TV. Cheese, how you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Bob? I'm doing good. I'm a little sweaty, you know, I'm as you're aware and probably those in chat, um, we just had a incredibly close match at the Invitationals for the D1 bronze match. It was down to the frame, so we had to redo a match, but we're here now and it's it's dad time. It's podcast yeah. time. So So I had to, like to... I I had I just realized I had to play let's still playing even though I muted it, but all right, we're we're good now. Sorry about that. All right. Thank yes, goodness. hit me with it. I know what you're going to ask me, and I want it. Give it to me. Give me the news. Okay. All right. Jeez, calm down. Wow. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, it's, it's just, it's been hot. It continues to be hot, and I think it will keep Not continuing to be hot. Every, Super Mario yeah. Odyssey is popping. Equinimity. Okay. I can, Equan. Equan. Equanimity. 10 days ago, got the world record with a time of 1 hour 38 seconds, and I think that might be his first world record. Um, it's been very heated. In fact, first place in Super Mario Odyssey is 1 hour 38 seconds. Chaos Pringle, second place is 1 hour 39 seconds, and third place is Acrid with 1 hour and 40 seconds. So literally three seconds apart on the top three it's it's insane. What are your thoughts? I mean, since the beginning of time or beginning of Odyssey's existence, it's been like this. It's always back and forth. It's always tight. And um, again, I talked about it before, Odyssey being such a consistent speed game. I think it's like max four seconds of RNG in the entire run. It's a really good speed game and solid. And mm -hmm. all of the players have, are really, really good. They're, they all happen to be just extremely consistent. So like, there's a constant battle going on. It's great. Yeah, it's it's oh, heated uh, up. And, and another quick point: Acred, who is third place, is also from Spain. So just imagine Ooh. two Spanish people having world records in the two best 3D Mario games. It's gonna happen, wow. dude. I can't wait. Spanish is taking over. Incre Spain <laughs> with the takeover. A little bit scary. Um, you know, soon. It's coming soon. Well, other than that, we've also got NOP, of course, chopping down that 100% world record, uh, sitting at a pretty 435.30 right now, appears to be the case. Kind of in his own layer there, but, you know, continuing to bring it down. Pretty impressive stuff. And you can't be talking about Super Mario Odyssey without bringing up Super Mario 64, the man himself, Tago. With the 4735.01, uh, according to this post, two to three frames off of the world record held by you, Cheese. What are you thinking about Tago? I can't wait until he gets it. Dude, um, well, first of all, losing a world record is always motivating for obvious reasons. But apart from that, sure. Tago's never had a world record. Um, and it would be the first time since Punky first got world records in 70 and 20 that someone other than me or Punky will have the 70 or 120 star world record. Zaya did have the 70 star world record for a very short time and then I got it. But it's been since then 
So having someone else, a brand new person with a brand new record, I, I, I can't wait till it happens and he deserves it. Sportsmanship, you know, leaking heavily. But waterfall. I can't wait until I come back and beat it again, so. <laughs> right. No, it's a friendly competition. Just having yes. fun out here, pushing that time down. Awesome stuff. Um, well, I guess we've got one more thing, and then we'll we'll move on to the main, you know, attraction. The yeah. main, the main course. <laughs> Celeste, TGH continues to drop that time even lower. Uh, one day ago, twenty eight forty in Celeste. Crazy time. The new, I don't know what it is. What new? Is it a new strat? New trick? New? Uh, well, Celeste, Celeste has thousands of strats. And there are always new strats in abundance every week. It is something new. So I can't even keep up at this point. But apart from that, I think it's just consistency. Like, the game is still growing. It's not even a year old. So it's going to be growing and growing for a while. Okay. <clears throat> Dope. Um, also should note, Musushi, 14 days ago, 28.57. And Nero, third place, 24 days ago with a 29.15. Uh, it seems like they're sort of in their own realm there. Nero Masushi and Nero and uh, and TGA. Sorry, you got Flatter View twenty nine thirty one sitting right outside Oddbod. Bye bye, all the twenty yeah. nines, and I'm sure they're working that down. But TGH continuing to lead the charge. Good stuff from him. And yeah, that's about it from me, Cheese. If you could okay. go ahead and you know take me home. Okay, that'd well, be nice. I'll try. But um, all right. So today we have. An interesting fella. He is a creator of a, another speedrun podcast. His own podcast called My Insane Pace. Um, you guys need to go and check it out on myinsanepace.com. Simply has got the link in chat. Um, it's a really good one. I've listened to most episodes. I've actually been there twice. And GSA has been there. Speed Gaming has been there. Sinister One. All the big names. It's basically everything you can I've get. I've been there. Running. Simply's been there. It's true. <laughs> recent. I think it's the most recent episode has been Simply, actually. So, yeah, um, also yeah, without, the hottest episode. Yeah. Without further ado, <laughs> I would like to welcome the man himself behind my insane pace, ALT Insider. Welcome. How's How it going, you? my friends? Thanks for having okay. me on the show. I'm ex ex very excited to be here. Always a big listener of the two dads. I'm actually a dad, too, so I think I should... Uh, Oh, <laughs> I have a good Three place dads. in this podcast. Three dads, <laughs> Three dads yeah. <laughs> Exciting Great. stuff. Well, how are you doing on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon? All it's Thursday insider. morning for me over here in Japan. So yeah, doing good. Oh damn, Keeping son! To school, chilling time. We got a Japan. How long have now? you been in Japan? Ten years now, actually. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I came here like let me just do a year of getting you know having fun in Asia, and then it uh, it kept going and going. Then you met a nice a nice lady, and then I got married to her, and then we had kids, and blah blah blah. Ten years later, wow. it goes fast. Yeah, that's that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, two fake dads, one real dad. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, sounds about right. So I I want to start. We usually get into um, the history before we we dive deep into our topics or, or questions we want to ask. How did you get into this world of speedrunning, my man? What what brought you here? All right, for me, it was back when Twitch was just started. I, when Twitch started, I was hype on Twitch. Like, even when it was little, I was like, wow, this is something cool. Uh, I want to watch yeah. this. And I watch it all the time. And uh, I heard about Classic Games Done Quick and turned it on. But for me, I just, it, it was too much. I didn't know what was going on, kind of. Like, it was, wasn't that big a deal. And then when the next yeah. GDQ happened, for some reason, I 
I'd heard of it enough for some reason. And then it clicked to me and I watched, I don't know, three days straight. And I never, I never stopped watching since then. And uh, I can't, I can't just go, dive into the world of speed running. Now for me, I, it's different than a lot of people. I never even thought about doing it myself. I was just content with watching other people do it like as a, as a viewer. And that's how I still, I come from the side of a speed running fan of a pure viewer side of things. And I think, there's, uh, I wish there should be more people like me because there's a lot of, I wish there'd be more people that could be in speedrunning if more people enjoyed it for the viewing aspect, if you can't do it. Because it takes a lot of time and dedication to be a real speedrunner, right? But uh, it does. there's a lot to enjoy by just watching too. And that's what I do. Not only watching, you know, well, making a podcast or, oh, yeah, or being true. involved yeah. in, in something, you know? Yeah, it's content creation in general. You can do mm -hmm. so much with it. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's just, I, I wish there was more... That side of things I want that's why my big push is now is trying to push that side of it, right? Like mm. I said, GSA and speed and speed gaming is doing good stuff with that, making it more you don't want to be a player to enjoy it, right? And that's why I, I mm. that's my big kind of push right now for speedrunning is kind of push the side of making it better for the lay person because then there'll be more people to watch the GSA races, to watch the the speed gaming races. They I mean GDQ has they have that magic that they don't need any help to get a hundred thousand people to watch whatever they put on that screen. But, yeah, um, right. you know, but, you know, if you want to keep those races that are always going on hyper, we need more people that aren't, I said hyper, that's not a word. I want, <laughs> we got those, those races to be more hype. We need more people that aren't runners to enjoy them too. Right. Mm -hmm. True. Yeah. Okay, that's, so that's kind of the phase we're in right now. Mm -hmm. um, right. Figuring out how we can reach the masses with content that isn't, you know, GDQ. But you were going to say something, cheese, go, go ahead, get in there. Yeah, so um, ultimately, you know, what, what, how did you start the, the whole podcast thing? Or what, what, I guess, made you want to decide, hey, you know, I'm going to start a podcast. It's what I want to, or, or have you been doing podcasts since long before speed running or what is the history? Yeah, so I, um, I actually have a website about how to work in Japan. And um, I started that four, four, four years ago now. And it got, it got to be pretty, I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but it got to be, I could make money from that. Like I got, mm -hmm. I have sponsorships yeah. on there. So I got to learn the chops, my chops, you know, what podcast thing is, how to do it. And I was like, you know what? I, speedrunning is my main thing outside of, you know, work stuff. So I was like, why don't I just try to do that? And also I learned that if you want to talk to people in whatever field you like, if you have a podcast, you can, you know, say, hey, I want to talk to you. And it's not weird, right? right. If I yeah. just messaged Simply one day and I didn't have a podcast, say, hey, Simply, want to chat for a while? He'd be like, uh, okay. <laughs> Only if, if you give me bets. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. If a podcast, though, it's normal, right? So then, and yeah. uh, I also had this dream of something I've talked about in a past podcast called a, I, I wanted a live event that was purely races, right? That was my, I always had that idea. I, I'm not saying it's unique at all, but I, I, I wanted to see it happen, right? And I was saying, if I'm ever going to be a part of that, I got to have my foot in the speedrunning door. And uh, this, uh, just all those things kind of combined to I can talk to people in the community, I can, you know, probably learn more about the community and also i can get my foot in the door and that's all those things came together so, okay fuck it i'm just gonna start a podcast and do it and uh and this it, it's once you start it though you got to keep it going right so it's got to be a weekly thing i knew it's a big commitment but mm, yeah. so far i've been keeping it rolling so but yeah yeah you're you're approaching i mean you must have just passed a year because i was the 52nd episode so mm -hmm. you've been doing it once a week for a year yeah and there's a few uh, episodes that don't count i I don't count those I, 52 are the interviews and i have a few extra ones yeah so we're getting to about episode 60 or something actually oh okay nice oh yeah you can cuss right? man yeah okay cool fuck yeah so <laughs> it's it's hard man that's that's actually impressive um you're able to consistently keep it going every week cheese and i have had we we've been on mostly um 
but it's it can be hard sometimes, you know, scheduling guests or um, sometimes you get some schedule conflicts when you got two two boys trying to get it going, living on the opposite side of the universe. Oh yeah, but it happens. We we got you, the most beautiful dad of them all. It's an honor. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I gotta give shout outs real quick. Darbian was the first person in the speedrunning world that answered my email, and I always I will never forget his answering my email and being my show. He was the first person, so thank you, Darbian. Shout outs to you, my friend. Darby Shout out to Darby and super nice. Super Have you friendly. had him on your on your podcast? He was episode number one. Oh wow! Or, yeah, one. yeah, yeah. That's great. Well, great, dude. I mean, we have a pretty solid introduction. Um, if you guys are ready to dive into the seriousness, let's jump. Yeah, I've got my suit on. Yep. Sick. Okay, cool. So today we're gonna actually touch on about three broad topics that can be. Uh, well, we could spend quite a bit of time on each of them, but of course, you know, we we have about an hour or so, so let's let's dive yep. into it and see how it goes. So, I guess first thing to mention or talk about in general, um, well, GDQ. Um, I know I know you know a lot about GDQ. I know you you study a lot on GDQ. You know about all the past GDQs. You've watched all of them. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you see a lot in social media too. Um, I guess you could say issues that arise. Uh, that involve GDQ tend to like make the speedrunning community go in a little bit of an uproar, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. I guess out. yeah. Where I'm getting at is that speedrunning seems to be too centralized around GDQ. What is your opinion on this? How do you think we could fix that? And do you think it's a problem at all? Yeah, that's the thing, right? So, is it a problem? Is the first thing we gotta we gotta tackle, right? So, mm. it, it is. I I think it's I think it's only a problem because. They have the, they are so set in their ways as they should be, right? They're not interested in being mm. this overarching. Hey, we're the speedrunning gods, right? We're the speedrunning association that takes care of everything. Right. They don't want to be that, but right now mm. they're kind of treated like that, right? Yeah. If there's a, if there's anything they do, it's like you. It's like you know analyzed by everything and er, analyzed by everyone insane amounts, right? And it's like they're treated like the people that have to keep the standard of speedrunning, but really that's not what their 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 goal is to do, right? They just want to have their two events and that's it, right? Mm-hmm. So how could we is there any fighting that though right that's the question right what is it going to take to make someone seem bigger than gdq to have a place in the community i don't know if that's possible right now because gdq is the only thing that consistently brings massive amounts of attention to you know for their events right yeah. i mean massive amounts gsa and speedrunning speed gaming have awesome awesome attendance and stuff but it's not the massive levels of 100,000 people to watch mm. someone race let me think of the worst game i can think of terminator 2 on the game boy you know, at, at 3 a.m., right? That's that's the only that's the only place in the Twitch that you can do that and have a hundred thousand people watching you. Right, so really, right. it's the question of do we are we do we fight that or we try to build other things up to be close to that level, right? And that's that's I think that's the only way it's going to happen is if GSA uh, keeps growing to make it be a main thing as well. Then we'll have uh, then it won't be GDQ is this, the 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 thing on high that can. Doesn't control everything, but it has the feeling of controlling everything because everyone believes they do. Kind of, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not it, it's not GDQ's fault, and it's not the community's fault to see it that way. It's just, yeah, you can't help it, and it's the circumstance. And I, I agree that I think the only way to, um, I guess you could say solve the issue is for somebody to stand up or an organization to to stand up and just work hard to try to build a base 
alongside GDQ and, you know, or potentially work together because speedrunning is a community that, that it's only better for people or orgs to work together instead of against each other. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's kind of, um, it's interesting because there's like, it definitely feels like there's a slot now. And it didn't feel this way maybe two years ago, three years ago, you know, when speed gaming was just on the scene. GSA not even a thing yet. This idea of tournaments and taking speedrunning in a, a much more competitive direction. I mean, obviously, we've always had the leaderboards. We've always had people competing for records. But in terms of direct competition, no reset, you know, putting more value on that is sort of a, a new thing that we're kind of seeing. And it, it, it feels a lot different than GDQ. Like, obviously, GDQ being big could exist with, like, GSA speed gaming uh, growth. Because they're they're kind of aimed at different people, I want to say. You know, you might get more esports fans for like a GSA type thing, whereas you might get the more casual dad, you know, chilling, or some guy that has a lot of free time that's uh, looking for some some smooth, streamlined entertainment from GDQ. But yeah, no, I don't really have anywhere I'm going with that. But that I I feel like GSA um, or Speed Gaming, you know, whoever ends up whoever it ends up being or whoever's like taking on that action to try and make it bigger. Um, it's definitely going to require a live event. I feel like that, that those seem to really build a lot of hype. It's just cool to see the people all in person, not only as an attendee or as a runner there, but just viewing it. Mm. Totally agree that the live, there's so many online things now that they're so, it's so hard to get, to separate yourself right there's so yeah. many online marathons now it, it, yeah. every weekend there's a marathon yeah i promise you check out the calendar there's a speed <laughs> gaining true. marathon called like you know speed a really, really long five minutes. yeah yes five I, minute speed runs marathon you know yeah it's like i'm, I'm pretty sure speed like gaming everything. i'm pretty sure speed gaming literally had a, a marathon for the past two weeks in a row called a really really long a thon <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like yeah, that's yeah. what it's called and it's just like well <laughs> at that point you know it doesn't matter what it's called um so yeah i agree with that point like there's so much online um events or things going on and speedrunning that even if the online events or channels have a big audience to get to the point where it's like a gdq level or gdq acceptance level in the community is you need those live events because because that's that's at the end of the day is the difference between GDQ and everything else is that they have these mm. consistent live mm. events. Um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I guess why we're on this topic, I actually saw something in your Discord, all uh, in the minus and pace Discord, which you guys should join by the way. Hot speedrunning topics like all day long. Uh, yeah, I was having I was having um some um civilized discourse if you may with. One of one of the 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 people in the Discord. We were talking about, I guess, sort of basically the rise of speedrun tournaments and organizations. And his point was the fact that he believes that, and I think a lot of people believe this too, um, that speedrunning tournaments and competition would never be able to get to a really big level, um, unless it's purely the randomizer style events because randomizers his argument was that randomizers has that you never know who's going to win and what is going to happen and it's a different outcome every time style and that mm -hmm. speed running is the most prosperous style for for competition right 
Um, my argument was the opposite, was that I think that the simplicity of games like Mario 64 Celeste, where it is the same thing every time, but the races are always close, and it creates that competition in a sense of people want to follow their favorite runners, see if the, the reigning champion would remain the reigning champion, see who can be the, what upsets could happen, that kind of thing. I think that is the more prosperous um, thing for, uh, style for speedrun competitions. And then at the end of the day, we kind of both realized maybe both of them are good and they could work together. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I was going to say. Why, why can't we have both, right? Yeah, exactly, mm-hmm. right? So what are you guys' opinion on this? Uh, yeah, I'll go, I guess I'll go first here on this one. I, I think it's just you answered the question perfectly at the end. Like, why can't we just have both? I mean, they both have their their good and bad points. Um, I think that I think randomizer, unlike what was talked about on the Discord as I see now, I think randomizer has a high burden of knowledge. My last podcast yeah. is all about the burden of knowledge. Um, I, I I think it's you got to be you got to be pretty into it to know what's going on with randomizer. I mean, I exactly you can turn on that screen and that screen, I promise you, for a layperson looks insane and they turn it off. Right, like, yeah. yep. What are these items? I have no idea what's going on. I'm gone. You know, maybe five percent might say, "Okay, I'll stick around until I get it." But um, you know, it's easier to watch someone play Mario 64 70 star, and you got to get all the stars. That's your goal, and that's it, right? I mean, I think there's there's room for both. Right, for and sure. not only that, so that's your goal, but that's your goal. So the excitement is all around. Damn, who's gonna win? Who's gonna miss the throw? Who's gonna be knocked out? You know. And that, that excitement, because that excitement is, is directly related to stuff like Smash tournaments. Smash tournaments smashes the same thing every time. It's four stocks, whoever wins, wins. It's very simple. It's a simplicity factor, but it's the excitement mm-hmm. and the sudden feeling of who's going to win, who's going to lose. That competition is what I'm talking about. Can thrive, I believe, in speedrunning. And that doesn't exist yet. And that's mm-hmm. why I think, because it hasn't existed yet, as I, that's why I think... Dark Aries was leaning to not agreeing with it or not thinking that it could work. But I'm saying, hey, it doesn't exist yet. Let's see if it does work. And so far, I could damn say it's been really exciting. <laughs> it's been close <laughs> races every day. It's been, it's been, it seems good so far, you know, but we'll see. Take it, Simp. We definitely will see. It's, it's, uh, like obviously, there's matches where it's sort of a blowout, and you're like, "Wow, okay, so this guy's gonna win." It's obvious, but I mean, that happens in melee too. You know, sometimes yeah. somebody gets absolutely clapped, and you're like, "Wow, this guy's getting clapped." But even getting clapped can be fun. Like it can be fun to watch. Um, I have to agree, though. The burden of knowledge, and that's a really good way to put it, is I've I've come in on those streams, and I've been like, "What am I looking at?" Like I don't I don't have time to figure out what's going on. I'm too busy, you know, big sim right. industries. We've got a million moving parts. It's a lot to keep up with. I don't have, don't have time to learn about randomizers, but Super Mario 64, it's obvious. You can very easily tell who's in the lead most of the time. Yeah. So that's that's really where uh, the heart of it is, I'd say, is it's a, it's a lot easier for somebody to pick up. But that's not to say that, I mean, obviously, randomizer right now is probably the biggest competitive thing. Like, you see speed gaming getting thousands of viewers for those for those matches they've kind of developed their community so i'm interested to see where it goes in the next year it's, um, it's, in terms it's, of gsa yeah yeah go ahead. i think i think it's important to note that randomizer has been on for quite a while too mm-hmm. but uh, anyway um yep. another point was yeah on the burden of knowledge thing um i think it could affect it the, the the audience a little bit negatively because of that the fact that most or every new person that comes in like People who even know about speedrunning, like me, I go in a random, sit in randomizer streams, and I, I don't know what's going on. I can't understand. And 
you know, I immediately I'm just like, well, I'm kind of, I'm kind of turned off, you know. So you could imagine a new viewer that doesn't know about speedrunning yet coming in. It's like, what on earth am I looking at? Um, so yeah. yes, yeah. it has a great audience, but my question is, will that audience plateau because of that burden? And it would just, oh, it yeah. might have a big audience, but it would just remain at a certain amount or certain um, level. But yeah, the simplicity I'm... factor is way more inviting for the new audience. Yeah, I think without question, I mean, here's the thing though. Like, the, I think we both agree, everyone agrees, and in the chat too, I'm looking at you too, chat. <laughs> MOBAs are the biggest esport in the world right now, right? I mean, mm -hmm. there's no question, there's no fighting mm -hmm. that, right? And that their burden of knowledge is so great, I think it's, it's unbelievable how much you have to know to understand what's going on on the screen. Like I watch, I have to, you know, I, I talked about it in my podcast a lot yesterday. I put, I, I tried to watch some MOBAs to understand what's going on. Like, let me try, really learn. And I think I got it. And then like, okay, I have no idea what he just did. And there's a hundred <laughs> characters to choose from the, all the different stuff, but still it's the most popular. So why is that, right? Why is it able to get over the hurdle of having the heart, the, the highest bird of knowledge in the world? The reason is it's a free game. And that player base <laughs> dwarfs speedrunning so far. It's unbelievable, right? Like, yeah, you you have to play the game to understand it, and because it's free, so many people play it and they can get over that. Now, speedrunning, you can't do that, right? It's 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 there is some hurdles to be able to be a speedrunner and to try a game out, right? If I want to do Mario sixty four, sure. I gotta get him. I gotta get Nintendo sixty four. I gotta get a cart, and I gotta. Oh, if I want to put it on Twitch, I gotta get a dazzle. Not what's it called? The the what is it? The dazzle, called? yeah. Dazzler or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. That's not easy, right? That's all costs money. And, you know, and a lot of people aren't going to do that anytime you add, add money to it, right? So speedrunning can't increase its player base to make it, to make these randomizers popular enough to, to grow more, I think. I, th you know, speedrunning, of course, is growing, but it's not growing like exponentially, the, the player base I'm talking about here, that it can yeah. just, you know, keep growing, growing, growing. There's so many players watching randomizers that we could go to the Staples Center and play a randomizer tournament. That's not going to happen, right? We have to, have some things that are more accessible for the layperson, or do a better job of explaining what's going on in the in the broadcast, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great way to put yeah. it. And I guess to close on on that point, uh, or at least one last point that I wanted to make, um, like like Tyro said in chat, I don't enjoy randomizers, and I would agree, I don't personally enjoy randomizers. I am, I pref I enjoy watching those those really close, consistent race games and seeing who's gonna win and and and. It's always close, you know, like 50% of the time, it's a close race always going on at least once or twice a day on the channel. Yeah. And um, that to me is exciting. So that's why I'm saying, I guess, that I, I do believe that they could both work very well together. Because there's going to be the audience who prefers the casual style of randomizer and the, the slower pace, but more knowledge-based kind of stuff. And then there's people who are going to enjoy the more fast-paced, exciting, um, close finish kind of thing. But to add to that too, there is bingo as well. And bingo adds oh, that randomizer bingo. feel. Bingo is about the knowledge and the routing and it's always a different mm. it's always a different result. It's always different players that, that win the tournaments. Totally different to the other categories. But yeah. That's true. Yeah, um I'm I'm I do have one more point as well before a close out or if if you guys also have more um you brought up a lot of good points alt insider like mobas i mean they're so big they started with their players it's like it wasn't like there was an esports scene and then okay now there's a bunch of players it was just already super popular if not one of the most popular games and oh well, i'm i'm just thinking of league of legends right now and it being free super accessible so everybody already knows the thing and i guess if we want to make it 
um, more likely to be able to grow the scene for speedrunning is commentary, I think, is a big part of that. And I also think that's a big part of why GDQs are so digestible is that the commentary is usually dedicated to explaining what's going on so that you aren't left out of the loop. So I think commentary commentators, um, especially if there's a larger audience watching, like if you're front paged or whatever it might be, um, you got to take that extra time. Although as much as you want to commentate the race and as much as you know about what's going on, um, taking that time to give slight insights about why a player is doing this or what that uh, does for a player can make a big difference in how people are consuming it and understanding stuff. Yeah, I, w- I want to say that too. I, I think um, now it's tough, right? Because GSA, is so much is volunteer work, right? Um, yeah. That's one thing in the future we got to work on too is the commentating level, right? And how that is that how that is handled because there mm-hmm. is it is it's so tough right you've, you've everyone has to do volunteer work to do the, the commentating and yeah you, you, you mean it's just there's no money right you have to pay people right so it's how it has to be but hopefully i i, I like look casters listening now <laughs> there's going to be some there is going to be some blowouts right but in those cases i think it's really important to just still you can enjoy someone playing the game for playing the game right it's not like well this is a blowout so what are we going to do right there's still things to talk about during a there's there's blowouts in all sports, right? NBA, every, every sport I can say there's blowouts, and they still commentate the game entertain, in an entertaining way, right? It's not just yeah. oh this game is over, so what are we going to talk about now? It's yeah. oh, they'll talk about the individual plays in the race, and that's what needs to be focused on when it's a blowout. You know what I mean? I guess that's why Definitely. people call it shoutcasting. That that's why that's another good term for it because it's not just commentary for what's going on, but it's the casting of entertaining the audience and the the situation being entertaining for what's going on regardless of who's ahead or behind and that's why i think the duo commentary is always a perfect it's the perfect mix because there's that color commentary and then there's the the play-by-play commentary so there's both and Mm -hmm. it makes it exciting no matter what even if it's like a blowout or not Mm -hmm. and that's also something that that was lacking in speedrunning for pretty much ever until now so the more time of that being implemented, we'll see how it, the, the response is you know, later. <clears throat> yeah, I, th- I think we're at the very beginning of uh, possibly a, a very long period of time. I mean, we're, hmm. we're just now, speedrunning has been around for like, what, 20 years, 15 years, and it's, it's super big. People love it. People love the world record history videos, the world record progression. People love the GDQs. But now we got this new thing coming out, and it's in its infancy stage. Right now, we are just babies. So mm-hmm. I, I'm really curious to see, like I said, 2019, 2020. Maybe it doesn't see action until 2022. But mm-hmm. I think I think it's definitely got potential. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's not going to be I'm an instant biased. thing, right? Yeah. It's not yeah. going to be this instant thing like, wow, GSA started. Now GSA is huge. It, it, nothing works like that, right? So let's yeah. give it some time, too. We got to be, be patient, too. Give it that love. Mm-hmm. Well, great. Well, we got cool. another interesting topic. I guess we could diverge a bit uh, if you guys are solid on that. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, a little bit more uh, on the political side, just a little bit, but a pretty interesting question nonetheless that ALT came up with, and I think it's something to 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 dab on a bit. You may speedrun dab. <laughs> Should a person's ideas be basis for removal from a leaderboard? or event or whatever interesting mm-hmm. question oh god <laughs> again <laughs> should a uh should a person's ideas be basis for removal of it so 
in brackets, the Orami or Goose situation. So basically, you know, people's ideas, I'm guessing you're talking about things that people say online, that post on discords, wherever it may be, Reddit, you know, people's ideas in general or beliefs. Can it be, should it be criticized to a point? Should it be condemned so that they are ostracized from the community or from events such as GDQ? What are you guys' opinions? Big Sam, you go first here. Man, this is a tough one. It's a really tough one because once you start removing people for ideas, I feel like it's a can of worms because where's the line? Like, where do you draw the line? You're like, oh, that's okay to talk about. Like, that's a little dicey. That's a little, it's a little, you know, crazy, but we'll keep them on the board. But okay, that's too much. That is when you get cut off. So that's my stance on it is I feel like, I feel like when you start doing it, it just becomes too hard to regulate. I, I, I don't know if I really support the decision. I mean, obviously, you don't want somebody coming around being like uh, Hitler on the leaderboard. But at the same time, like, when is a person no longer Hitler? That's, that's, my, that's my stance. Hashtag, I mean, when is a person no longer Hitler? <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's hard, right? Because, like, I mean, shit, I, I don't think these people are going out killing millions of people. But that's, a, you know... Yeah, it's, I, well, I think there's a big distinction also between removal from a leaderboard and removal from, like, an event or something. So I guess we should touch on each one, because they, they might have different opinions for each yeah. one. But I, I think, guess, um, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. go ahead. No, sorry, I was just sort of, yeah, I agree too. The, the event and leaderboards are two different worlds. Yeah, um, sure. for, let me take, let, let me touch on leaderboards real quick, because I think that's easier. Yeah. Um, yep. It depends on what you think a leaderboard is, right? Uh, for me... I would like a leaderboard to be a, a list of facts. Um, there's no opinions involved in a facts. The sun comes, you know, the 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 sun is is this size, right? I wish I knew the yeah. size, but I don't. The uh, sun is this big and the moon is this big. The fastest person to run to, to run Mario 64 is this person. That's what I want a leaderboard to be. Now, if I had a website that's called the schmalit.com, I can choose to have what I want on there, right? I can right, choose yeah. to I, I can choose to be different than that, but I hope there's some place where I can see that list of facts. I, I wish speedrun.com could be that place, but if it doesn't want to be, I guess someone else has to be that. But I, I want a leaderboard to be a list of facts, basically. That's, that's what I think a leaderboard should be. It comes down to that, yeah, because I guess, you know, seeing a person's name on a leaderboard, it, it, that has no, it doesn't say anything about who they are, about what they believe in. And it, the good thing is it doesn't have to. All it has to say is this person has this time. You know, and I, I, I agree with that. I think if some person, if some person is, is very controversial, they say a lot of mean things or they're mean in general, you know, at the end of the day, when it comes to leaderboards, I don't think it should be de- um, dealt with there. I don't think it should be, it should be taken off because, yeah, it's about what they time. The leaderboard is for what time a person has, and, and that's it. Well, it, it, Carl Jobes in the house here, and he has a good. He, has, he says something I want to comment on. Well, cheaters have legit times too. Well, if you have cheaters in your leaderboard, then you obviously have a have a, have a uh, uh, moderation problem, right? I mean, if if yeah. you know, mm-hmm. I think cheaters should not be on any leaderboard. That's not they didn't. That's not a fact they earned if they got a top time, right? I yeah. mean, that's a little bit different story. Cheaters is, is a different story. We we were talking more about a person's ideas, a person's like yeah um, opinions or beliefs on whatever it is politically or whatever you wanted. Um, and cheating is a whole different thing. Actually, we touched on cheating on one of our podcast episodes, but yeah, no, that's that's also a true point. Yeah, so let's get the bigger one. I think let's talk about the events. Now that yeah. is a little bit of a different animal, a can of worms there. Yeah, so true. yeah, che- uh, cheese, you, you take it first. What do you think about the event side of things? Are you sure you want me to take it first? Okay, well, <laughs> I um, think you have the most ideas. Well, uh, 
I have a lot of experience because I recently dabbed into the recent drama. Dabbed. Dab. <laughs> I love using the word because I know that simply deep inside wants to laugh. <laughs> He recently I, clapped into that. I, re drama. I recently clapped into the drama of the goose getting banned or whatever, and it's it's very hard to talk about. It's very controversial without well, it's impossible without somebody jumping down your neck. But it um, getting banned from an event. Well, it, if the event is a, a corporate event, if it if the event is very large to the point where it's corporate, it, I think. Events that like that don't really have a choice but to implement a very PC kind of style or um, boundary, and sometimes they don't have a choice but to kind of like accept people's um, want to to ban a certain person because they don't like their views or whatever. It's very very complicated, and I think GDQ, for example, is in a really really tough spot, not only for the corporate mm -hmm. aspect but because GDQ is. What it's because speedrunning is centralized around GDQ, which is what we talked about before. So GDQ is like it's it's what everyone is looking at when it comes to making decisions as well. It's not like if there's a different community where there are tons of big events and one event has some controversy going on, they're not really you know they're not being looked at as hard as GDQ is because GDQ is looked being looked at by everybody in speedrunning. So it's like it's yeah. even harder for them to make decisions. On, on stuff like this, on controversial stuff. So, but um, I, I honestly don't really know. I can't think of my honest opinion on people getting banned and stuff from, from events because I think it's situational, honestly. Mm. I think it's a, if, if like uh, unofficial speed, Rush unofficial speed run um, said, uh, go check out his YouTube, by the way. Um, yeah. It's, it's, if you're so tied to a charity, you have to, you have to be, you have to put on the real soft kid gloves, right? Especially, you have to have that you, you, because yeah. you're so tied to a charity, right? I mean, that's just the, the boat yeah. they're on, the, the, the horse they're, they're, they're on, right? I mean, that's what they have to do. So, I mean, that, as long as – I think it's fine as long as you have guidelines listed where people can read and say, okay, these are our rules. And, of yep. course, you can't say, well, there's rules about if you are a cannibal, you can't be here. If you, <laughs> if you don't like uh, people from Mexico, you can't be here. That, that's, you can't have those rules. But I'm saying like we – if they, as long as they said something like we reserve the right to, you know, ban anyone from entry for their if you if they say that and the community is okay with that, the community in the end decides if it's okay or not, right? I mean, if everyone yeah. agrees that that's okay, then GDQS is doing the right thing, right? I guess I hope people will, will, you know, pay not pay, but like you know, if they're doing the right thing, we'll 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 en still enjoy and watch the streams. If they're not doing the right thing, I hope they stand up and say something, right? I mean that's yeah. in the end GD it's GQ is an is an organ organization that could do whatever it wants and they, they have to be tied to a charity, so they gotta be pretty strict about things. Does GDQ have a rule system like that? Where it says we don't you know we have the right to ban whoever we want or whatever. Do they have that? I don't know. <laughs> I, Dimp? I don't know. I I thought they did. I've always assumed that they've had that. I mean, they've got people walking around the venue that have, like, I've encountered it where they'll be like, "All right, you're you're unable to come in this room for whatever reason it might be," and so I, I, that's yeah. news to me. That's interesting. Oh yeah, no, that happens at large at GDQ. It's but well, especially mm, the bad situation is is the most <laughs> prominent and most annoying for sure. If you don't have your badge at all times, twenty four seven. You cannot. They jump down your throat right away. It, like, you know, you can't be here. You yeah. get your badge. I mean, um, 
that's that's like a fair rule like yeah, that, that one's pretty standard oh but... yeah the badge is cool i thought you meant like what, what if someone's like okay he looks a little drunk so he can't come in or like his hair's out no of that happens too that that's happens. a thing yes that's that's a thing. Thing. okay okay what other thing like <laughs> his pants are too low or something what, what's the line there uh um i don't know what the line is <laughs> that's a good question he's out of here or something like that yeah god damn it i'll be <laughs> it, getting kicked out man if that's a once, problem once it once it has to do with drugs and alcohol it's very straight badges are straight apparel not really i would say um cosplay is banned at gdq's cosplay i know is banned from gdq since sgdq 2016 i believe is when they banned cosplay don't know why. Wow, really? I didn't know that happened. I'm <laughs> about ninety percent sure that cosplay is banned from GDQ. I, I don't that's know the reasons, but that's that's the next episode we got to talk about. Because why? I mean, that, <laughs> I, I don't know. That, let's not, not sure. derail. But why? That seems weird. I'm not sure. Oh, here policy? we go. We got. Oh, here we go. Okay. Harassment policy against and quick events has a zero tolerance policy in regards to harassment of all kinds, including but not limited to. Unwanted physical attention, inappropriate, inappropriate physical touching, physical assault, battery, stalking, intimidation, or bullying, bathroom, policing, bathroom harassing, policing. Uh, photography, or recording. Okay. I, oh, okay. The yeah. ending is interesting, but not limited to qualify. Oh, okay. But not limited to qualify as harassment, race, national origin. Or descent, gender identity, or presentation. Okay. Sexual orientation. So, so there you so go. That's it right there. Yeah, yeah. They, it looks like they cover everything. Like it's it's gonna be I in think. there somewhere. I, I guess they don't. But they say I guess harassment is is falls under everything you if you think like what you saw the goose stuff and I guess that could fall under harassment. I don't know. I mean, it, it doesn't matter. They just, it, it's they have they have their thing. Well, there, I the guess important thing yeah. to note. The important thing to note is that the goose situation was uh, most of what he said. Almost all of it was in his own private Discord. <laughs> and True. they have the decision whether or not to be in the Discord. He didn't direct it to anybody. He just spouts his ideas. And um, in my opinion, people have no right to... Uh, I don't think they have a right to, to, to do what they did, to like call them out, even though there was, no, there was no targeting in his comments. He didn't target it to anybody. And I think that's an important distinction. If there was targeting, targeted harassment to people in not his own discord if he goes out of his way to insult people that's a whole different situation and i think that is a good line i guess to um to to establish i guess uh in in banning somebody from an, from an event so back to the main question i guess I, I guess that's where i would personally draw the line if it's targeted harassment that mm -hmm. is totally different to just spouting your ideas in your own private discord i think there's a huge difference okay yeah and i mean i guess the line with that too is like you don't know how serious people are being like people troll all the time people will say outrageous things to get a rise and so yeah. it's it, it is a tough situation but um getting back to the whole point of like events and their right to do that it's a it's their event it's gdq they're not like talking about facts you know as as you put it well uh alt with you want a list of facts it's not like you're going to gdq for a list of facts or you're like okay, so these are going to be the best players because that's not the case. It's just fun for charity. And so I think I think it's perfectly fine. Um, and since they've covered it in their thing, like the community obviously thinks it's fine. Somebody would have been like, this isn't right. You shouldn't be able to do that. But I think everybody unanimously is like, yeah, I mean, if somebody's, somebody's harassing 
or or like they say in their thing, then they should have that right to be mm-hmm. like, okay, then we'll yeah. we'll get them out. So Steve and just would... meant. Go ahead. Uh, okay, uh, Steve just made a point in chat saying, um, "How can you draw the line between indirect and direct?" Right. Well, I think this is why a lot of people have the point of view. Say, uh, where they say that they don't believe that people should look into Discord conversations or anything at all. Um, and that, that's, this, is, this is probably why they have that view, because you can't, it's hard to define or make a difference between indirect or direct um, harassment or whatever it is. Or, or, you know, um, and I, I would agree that with that as well. I, I, I don't think that there's any, that an event like GDQ has any place in digging deep into people's private conversations um you know but again it wasn't gdq did it it was brought to them and then that's where the situation got complicated but yeah Yeah. and i think one thing is to psa for 2018 if you're on discord and you're doing private messages they're not private i mean there's you see so many private messages that is on twitter now like they're just yeah. Be careful. I mean, not saying you guys have these crazy thoughts, but just be careful what you say because it, pretend it's like might imagine it might get public someday because you never know. I mean, there's so yeah. many private messages now that are shared like nothing. So I mean, it's not a private Discord. It's not a very private place as you might as you might think. You know. Yeah. That's what but, makes it more complicated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Elite makes a good point. <laughs> Screenshots of Punk A talking to Paracusia. Yeah, it's like sometimes people have that kind of relationship where they're just uh, it's just like for fun. Like people are, you can't tell through text, but like they know exactly. that it's it's all love. Yeah, it's all the context, yeah. dude. Okay, cool. Yeah, well, the more you make fun of someone, the better friends you are. For me, you know. <laughs> yeah. The more you're allowed to make fun of somebody, or they yeah, allow yeah, you yeah. to, <laughs> means that they trust you more as a person or a friend. We got punk. We got Punk A in the chat. <laughs> You know, a little bit, a little bit salty out here, maybe. Well, that's a good point. Love- banter, like yeah. banter. That's basically what we're talking about. Is it's friendly banter, and that's what yeah. you know. That's how you could see that people are friends in the first place, or one way of doing it. But okay, um, yeah, we could move on. Yeah, I think we covered much- the bases pretty well. Yeah, how much time we got left? Actually, I think we- we're trying to choose between our next topic here. We got we got uh, twenty minutes or so because we started okay, yeah. we started it, it we have we've been going for about forty five minutes. Okay, so can I can I choose the next topic if you don't mind, cheese? Of course, yeah, go I'll ahead. I'll throw it to you though. So I want to know. Okay, we're talking. We we started the episode with you know GDQ is the biggest thing. It's the kind of it's centralized around GDQ. But let's say we're making a new event, right? Mm-hmm. I want to know what that would look like for you guys, right? Let's say we can make a new event. Uh, Money is an is an object, right? We can't just have an infinite money, but right. it, within the realm of possibility, I want to hear mm. what you guys would make for an event, right? What kind of event would that look like? All right, cheese, take it away. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, I mean, there is going to be a little bit of bias uh, towards uh, GSA because I work with GSA, but the reason why we're we're we our goal our eyes are set on having events like this in the first place. Or well, this is why we have our eyes set having events like this. But my idea would be, well, to implement the that simple style of competition into a live event. So similar to a fighting game tournament, for example, it's a live event with um, live tournaments or playoffs or elite or whatever it is that you have done at that live mm-hmm. event in a simple race format. Um, streamed live to the channel um 
and it's purely competitive, purely race, race format. And, um, you know, there's an audience in the back watching and what other stuff as well. So not only that, but, um, having things like panels, uh, cause I know panels, GDQ started in panels and I think panels is a big thing. Um, panels mm -hmm. and discussions and stuff like that, um, that could be recorded and put on YouTube, um, stuff like, uh, booths where game devs could come and show off their new game that they're doing indie games and people could uh, speedrunners themselves can go and try that try out the games live there and give their opinions on on those games and and they could potentially become the new speed games you know basically like what celeste did celeste is an indie game that became one of the most popular because you know it was made for speedrunning and that's a common theme too game devs make games mm. for speedrun style and you're having those people come at live events to show off their games and it's a, a great way to to keep that part of speedrunning going. Um, that that seems to me like a good live event. You know, it's different than the marathon charity style. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think. Are you? Did you want to go anymore? You could go ahead. Okay, I'm going now, right now. <laughs> so here we go. <laughs> no, I I agree with all those. I think those are all good. Definitely want panels. Um, for the people that maybe aren't as interested in the current thing that's going on, whatever it might be in terms of like competitive nature. But at the end of the day, something that's still fun, like something because GDQs are so much fun, despite like in my personal experience, I am not, I spend maybe 1% of my time there in the stream room. And the rest of the time is like maybe playing at the arcade or hanging out in hotel rooms um, with friends, like just hanging out with people. So I obviously I feel like that aspect is just comes by default. Um, you just need the people there, you need the cool the cool dudes. Uh, I liked what. <laughs> Hold on, let me scroll up here. Virago brought up a great point. Simply commentating everything that would be you know, <laughs> that would be perfect. No, we actually have some super good commentators. Um, that was another GSA. point uh, I forgot to mention. Yeah, having the live shoutcast style commentary um, for the races. So. Um... You know, instead of the, the common speedrun commentary that is just the person in the back explaining the game, it's to actually have yeah. that shoutcast where it's the entertainment commentary being implemented into the races that are being done live. Mm -hmm. Yeah, more, more engaging content. Because, yeah. I mean, you said it perfectly. Like, if you already know everything about Super Mario 64, if you already know about everything about super metroid if somebody's doing a run of it at gdq it's like it's not it's not that enticing you're like yeah i've seen it you know unless mm -hmm. there's some new strat discovered or, or some crazy stuff going on for the most part in my opinion and it seems to be other people's opinions too um you're not you're not going to be that interested but if it's a super mario 64 race it's the finals it's for a thousand dollars on the line we got commentators hopping out of their seat people watching you know it's just it's i feel like that's a more engaging environment and um would ultimately give people who who go to events like that i think more to do because i see what happens at gdq sometimes is somebody who goes there alone or or people that don't know like anything about anything and maybe they're not the most social like you kind of get stuck um watching in the stream room or, and, and or maybe just walking around and following people which happens a lot <laughs> yeah yeah or doing that so you know giving something throwing a bone out there for yeah yeah, everybody. I would I would agree with that, especially like if you see it now, people go to people that go to GDQ. Actually, people that go to GDQ are pretty much the exact same people that go every time. 
And then every GDQ would have like a few more extra new ones, right? That end up doing the following people and eventually they'll gain friends and they would have a reason to come back. But the audience of GDQs is like the same audience that come all the time. And most of the time is spent at GDQs hanging out in everybody's rooms and partying and having a good time. So people, people would argue and say that people that we, they don't go to GDQs for GDQ. They go to GDQ to, to hang out with friends. And I think mm-hmm. that might, that's kind of, um, a kind of an issue, in my opinion. If your event is a, a party attraction, instead of people wanting to go to actually watch what you are doing, what you're putting on, which is the marathon. And personally, I don't mean to put on GDQ at all, by the way. I, uh, I'm just, it's my observations. But I, when I go to GDQ, I, I spend maybe less than 1% of the time than, that I'm there at the actual stream room. I spend all mm-hmm. of my time walking around, talking to people and hanging out in hotel rooms and having a good time or going outside and playing, um, what is it? Crack ball, <laughs> playing, <laughs> playing crack ball, basketball, whatever it is, you know, it's, so I think that might be an issue. So an engage, like simply said, an engaging environment for people to actually go there and want to stick around for the main attraction and not want to just go there to hang out with friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So yeah, I, th- I think all those are good ideas. I, th- I think to make it really to, to, to rival GDQ, right? I think you can't just say, here's our whole totally different thing. And here's GDQ. We do things way differently, right? I think we got to, you got to mix a little bit, right? So I think it's important to, of course, do races, but I would not, I think there should also be some, you know, marathon, GDQ marathon-ish kind of time oh, slots yeah. as well, right? So like maybe overnight. Sure. You can yeah, because I agree. Yeah. You want to make it be a 24 hour thing because you want it to be easy for people to understand okay, this is a marathon. I can turn on anytime I can watch it, right? Because if it's like, oh, I turn it on, now it's off. What happened? It's not, what, it's not, it's not 24 hours. I thought, I thought speedrunning marathons were 24 hours, right? You're going to have people like that, right? So yeah. I think it's cool to marry those together. And of course, races will be the main thing. And you, you want to make it so people want to be in that room. I agree. The, the death of, this, of the GDQ room is something that has happened over the years. And now it's just, it's horrible, right? I mean, mm-hmm. when, those, when the rooms were smaller, of course, those were always filled. That was energy that you could feel through the screen. Yeah. Now you get this huge room and there's 4,000 empty seats except for the biggest of the big games. And it's not, it doesn't, the hype's not there. Right. So I think mm-hmm. that's important to, you know, have some speed, uh, some marathon-y stuff as well to fill those holes. Right. Cause you can't yeah. have races 24 hours a day. I don't think you need no, some of kind of break. Um, also, I think I want, like you guys say, everyone I bring on my show says outside of the streaming room is awesome. Right. Everyone says that, but I want to yeah. see that. Right. Why have, why hasn't the viewer been able to see that yet? So I want a camera that's walking around sometimes interview what are you guys doing here oh cheese is over here practicing his game how's it going cheese i want interviews for there too i want to know i want to feel that that like i'm there right because most people can't be there i don't want to see just yeah. the, the, the stream room camera the whole time you I, know that's, what that's done, right you yeah. know what this is actually probably a perfect way to spend their intermission periods and yeah I, i've right? seen multiple videos being made by ricky and other people that are complaining about gdq intermissions they have 20 20 minute intermissions after every game where it's just showing the empty seats for 20 yeah, minutes like what is that like during the intermission have somebody have a camera outside and they're going through the event they're showing people their event they're showing people the arcade room talking around and people asking them hey what are you enjoying the event so far what are you looking forward to that is be that would be the perfect way to spend the intermission time and it mm-hmm. advertises their event to the to people who are watching 
Yeah, and I mean, GDQ can't do that, probably, because, you know, as you said, they worry so much about, you got your badge, you, this guy's drunk, right? But GSA, whoever does this new marathon, could do it, right? And I hope you have a little bit looser rules about that stuff to do that, right? Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Also, the thing I want to see is, I want to see, like, you know, some kind of aspect where people can, because there's no donations, right? Obviously, it's not for charity, but you want to give people a chance to give you money, right? So how can we do that? How can we give people a real legitimate chance, a reason to give us money? Um, so you don't want to have, I, I think this kind of increased the prize pool thing. It's a good idea. However, I don't know if your guys' numbers can prove it differently. I don't know if it works so well yet, right? People aren't that hyped mm. about it. So I want to see some races where some races where the incentive is how you play the game, right? So for example, um, Mario 64, it starts out normal Mario 64, but if you write, if you, if you donate enough, it goes to 70 star. If you donate enough, it goes to 120 star. If you donate enough, it goes to what's the, the one that doesn't have the cutscenes or whatever, right? Um, mm -hmm. If you donate enough, then you have to play with one hand or something, something stupid like that. Not that, but I want to see that kind of donation incentives, right? To make the game, how you, how do you play the game, right? I like um, that. Another thing I think would be cool is donating to who races, right? So of course not everyone's going to be there. You can't say if TGH is in Alaska and in your event in Florida, you can't just you know donate enough to have TGH be there. But I want like here's the list of people that are at the event. Who do you want to see race this game? You know, and that's the donation incentive. I think that'd be interesting too. Is the, you know, I want to see Simply and Cheese play this game against each other. That'd be pretty hype, right? So I'll donate to get that happen, right? And of course, the money goes to the people put it on wow. the charity to help the charity happen, right? Um, also, panels, like you said, I like panels too, but I want to see panels. I don't want to have it this like the panels yeah, in the back and then that, I happen agree. until six months later. Yeah, you I know agree. what I mean? Like, I want to see that. I want to see the panels and, and I want to, you know, oh, I have a question for the guy too. I'm at home. Again, you can see I'm I'm worried about the people at home because that's that's the most people, right? There's gonna be more people watching, hopefully, yeah. than there is at the event. So right. I want to make them be t taken there as much as you can, right? And that's that's my main thing, right? Because I know I've never been to a GDQ. I've been in Japan the whole time. I've yeah. watched a lot, and I know what I want now that I've watched <laughs> so many. So yeah, I, that's my that's my main thing. And I, I think obviously the races, I want that to be the main thing too. I think that's the hypest thing. And like you said, I want simply casting those races. <sighs> I'll yes. be the interviewer, of course, in between the stuff. But that's, <laughs> that's what I want to see. I think it'd be awesome. I totally agree like all those points. That's but... a lot of good ideas. Yep. Yeah. All right, so let's do it, guys. Come on. Let's right. uh, make Simply this happen. You bankrolled <laughs> it. All right, I got it. The bets <laughs> are coming in next month, so we'll, we'll be getting it going. Somebody's going to make it yeah. Um, that, That's great. That was, that, was, that was a good one. I like that. Um, so... Well, this I guess the last question. It's, we kind of touched on it more or less, mm. but I guess we could expand. How has speedrunning changed since speed gaming and GSA have become established? So I guess uh, to expand on that question, how has speedrunning changed this year? Considering speed gaming and GSA have really flourished this year, and these kind of things are popping, and esports teams coming in in two thousand eighteen, you know, yeah. So how has speedrunning changed in you guys' opinion? since they have been established. You want to take this one off? You got All it. All right. Okay, I got it. <laughs> um, obviously, it's, it's taking more of a direction of tournaments and race style. Of course, records still have love. Uh, people grinding for records is still very much hype, if not more hype. Those but never go now away. you've got... Yeah, no, I, records are always going to be hype. People going for records is always sick. But now there's this side attraction, whereas... Before, races were kind of just for fun, and they were rarely, at least in my experience, rarely finished. I mean, me and Punky and Cheese would race. We'd race all the times, all the time, but never end up <laughs> finishing a race because there's not much incentive. 
So now people are starting to finish races. People are starting to do no resets. And I think it's actually really good, not only for a racing mentality, but also as a runner, like in a race, you're realizing right away, wow, okay, maybe my PB is not as good as I think it is. Like you take what you learn from a race and you're like, okay, I can be more lenient with my runs. But then there's also the other side of it where you have to flip the switch in your brain from PB to race, which might require also flipping your strats that you're doing. Like maybe you go for really risky stuff. We've seen players that are seated very high, really good times, not perform so well in races. You know, the, the value of consistency is going way up in tournaments and races. We see people like Super Viper, people like Triforce really coming up in the game um, as top racers. Like the mentality is so much, it's, there's so much focus on it. So that's my thoughts. Alt, hit me with it. Well, I think the main thing is there's always a race on Twitch for at some point somewhere, right? I mean, yeah. this is great. If, like, I think people kind of forget that, you know, five years ago, it, it wasn't like it is now, guys. There's so yeah. much stuff on Twitch for speedrunning and speedrun races. And it's just really insane how much stuff there is now for on Twitch about speedrunning and how it just – and now, you know, as I said many times in my podcast, Machinima tried to make a race a race event for money. How many years ago now? Three or four years ago now. Yeah. And that Reddit post is still sitting there where every single person said, this is a bad idea. Money and speed running, will, money will ruin speed running. That thought is a ghost now, right? That That's gone, yeah. right? And I don't not, know if it's not because quiet, Twitch... but it's, 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 yeah, 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 dimming. yeah, that's true. It's dimming. There's some, there's some yeah. old boys there that don't like it. But, yeah. um, you know, there's, I don't know if it's Twitch because speedrunners now can make a living speed running, right? I mean, that's something that wasn't true maybe five years ago as it is, as much as it is now. Yeah. So, I don't know that that may have a part of it too, but GSA and speed gaming making money be a thing that is okay to give like every other uh, athletic endeavor or right. sports endeavor. Um, so I think that's, that's the main thing for me is how like now, wow, now the path is open to for speedrun to really grow because I, I always thought that it, it has to have the competitive aspect to get bigger than it is now. World record thing is awesome. And that's always gonna have its place, but mm. the mainstream doesn't, is not going to care as much. Uh, it's harder to understand a 70 star world record as it is to this guy won a tournament that's way easier and i mm-hmm. i think it needed that to get there to to get to, to the place now where it can grow because now it's this is how this is how speedrunning a big part of speedrunning now is, is is racing and that's 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 a cool that's it's okay and it's okay to win money there so that's the main thing for me and i'm i'm excited about it i'm really happy that it's it's finally got to this point same here baby going global wait i love it I, I love you too, man. <laughs> so I, I, mean, I, to- I totally agree with it. I mean, I love, I love your ideas, Alt, because you have, you have, uh, I guess, opinions or point of views that are, because usually we always find people that have point of views that are either this or that in speedrunning. You seem to have all the, the views that are the middle ground that are in between that are like, wow, I never really thought of that specific thing, and that makes a lot of sense. Mm. So cool, cool. great points. Um, yeah, no, I, I guess. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> I'm just gonna ask. Uh, you know, we could go. We could go ahead for the the, the quick Q and A part, and then close it up. Cool. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. All right. Well, people in chat, um, if you guys want to ask any questions, we have officially reached the Q and A zone. Two dads. Q and A. Let's start. Come on, this is when you, this is when you're supposed to use voice mod. I know. Welcome to the Q and A section of the podcast. Please ask your questions in the chat for us. 
Trust whoever you like. Thank you. There we go. All right. So questions in chat. Uh, we also have a Discord if you guys want to ask in there. Oh, I got one. ALT Insider, if you were to run a game, what game would you run? I would say it would, okay, if I can choose any game, it would be one of the top. I mean, I'm, I'm talking, I think Super Metroid would be the one I would run, which would probably require the most time to get good at or one of the most times to get good at. Yeah. I just love that game because every single move is, is is calculated. There is a right way to do every single room and it never changes. And uh, that's what I think. I think I respect the people that can do, I, I respect the, the fuck out of those runners i mean you know the top the top tier guys it's just it's magic to watch them symphony symphony in action same with smart 64 by the way too it's the same all your movements there's a right way to do every single stage and the people that can do it the right way it's awesome so that's that's my choice super metroid that's a that's a good choice actually to, to touch on that i mean i've watched tons of super metroid recently because well gsa has a super metroid tournament going on and um yep. I realized that it's very, very similar to Super Mario 64, actually, because um, Super Mario 64 is like an instance where you're playing 100% and you're doing a star, and then it's a 50 second, 15 second break after a star, and then it's, it cycles. And this game is a lot, it's a lot of the same thing. You enter a room, 10 seconds of gameplay, you enter another room, there's a pause for a few seconds. So you reset your mind, and then you do another room again, another pause, another room again. Very, very similar, and the same exact style, I think, when it comes to speedrunning, basic speedrunning, what's the word? Fundamentals? You know? Yeah, fundamentals. It's a good game. All right, good question. Um, ALT Insider, do you, think, do you think significant prize pool affects legitimacy of a competitive event, or if, or if not, legitimacy, how much of it does it matter as a viewer? I think less than, less than people think. I think that the number is not that big a deal. Because unless you get to a hundred thousand, right? And that's that's where part where that'll make that'll get news stories on Kotaku, right? Is you get a hundred thousand yeah. dollar prize for that. So we can't get there. I mean, right now. Um, so I think anything anything in the th a thousand is still a big deal, right? Five thousand is a big deal. Ten thousand is a huge deal, right? I think anything yeah. once you get to four digits, it's a major a major thing for me. And I know some people might say, well, esports, you know, Dota put gave out four million or whatever. Fortnite gives out four million. You can't yeah. compare. You you can't compare like that. It's not. It's it's irrelevant to even think about that, right? So just mm -hmm. once you get to the the four digits, I think that's a significant amount that people will work towards and be hyped as shit to win. You know what I mean? Well put. Mm -hmm. um, I, I was actually thinking that same thing too when you while you were answering the question. I don't. I, I actually think a hundred thousand. I don't know if you're being. I think I think you're just shooting numbers, but I think hundred thousand is a little bit drastic. Um, I think. You know, not even that far, like five, ten thousand dollars would be kind of like wow, especially for the fact that speedrunning that does never had prize pools that even reached like five thousand. Well, other than the Twitch Rivals event recently, but oh, yeah, yeah, I was talking about like, um, in terms of like getting outside media to cover it. I mean, for yeah, for for real, uh, okay. for speedrunning terms, all that is great. I mean, I'm talking about like for Kotaku to pick up an article about it, like that level of media coverage, it would probably yeah. take something like that, you know what I mean? Okay, Just... um, next question, do you think? Uh, what does ALT consider to be a decent sized prize pool for speedrunning tourneys? As in, what does the size of money? In... Oh, we already answered that, right? Um, yeah, yeah well, it, okay. similar question, yeah. Mm -hmm. Another way to put it. Um, yeah, I guess mm. it's not, I don't think it's good to think about it in this way. Like, I think that's not, the goal should not be how much money can we get in the prize pool. I think making a good event would be the first deal. Put, put your money in the big event first, right? Like, all the ideas I put out for that event, they all take money. So make sure the event is hyped. And then see how much is left, and hopefully there's at least four digits of, of something there. Like, you know, the $25,000 prize that we just put out for the Twitch Rivals, I think that's that's awesome. Yeah. It's a lot of money, though. I mean, there, there's no doubt. Sinister would not confirm it or deny it on my podcast when I interview about it, but there's no doubt that 
that Capcom had a hand in that. I, I mean, yeah. there, there's no way. Twitch is not putting twenty five thousand dollars to have how many viewers are there? Seven thousand, something like that. That that's yeah. that's not gonna happen, guys. That's not gonna yeah. happen, boys. So I, it it'll take that kind of twenty five thousand huge prize pool. I mean, so it'll take that kind of big sponsorship, and maybe at this future <laughs> future event we have to do a indie game that's <laughs> hype, and the developers want to give you money to do it. You know, that'd be fine. You know, right? That'll get that'll get it bigger, right? Right. Um, yeah. Z, this one's for Simply. I think she didn't say anybody, but I'm gonna throw it to you, Sam. Why are there so few female speedrunners? Go. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that it's just like gaming in general is male dominated, and so that also ends up seeping into speedrunning, of course, because speedrunning yeah. is video games. But you do have female speedrunners, of course, and uh, they do seem to be growing. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think, I think it's, it's a pretty simple end. I think. <laughs> pretty simple answer um yeah i have seen girls in the past talk about the slight form of neglect i guess you would say towards female speedrunners or not neglect but just like i guess banter in a sense that you know people make jokes when there's a female speedrunner much more it's much more prominent than just making jokes about other speedrunners when there's a girl that speedruns the game, it's always attention to her. And, uh, you know, I, I, I have a lot of experience with it, uh, seeing it in, in a bunch of different communities. And I, I, I feel for the girls because it's, it's hard. In a male-dominant um, community like gaming, it's going to be hard for the girls to, to just slide in without, you know, being talked about a lot, being hopefully not, but some cases harassed in any way, in some way. Um, and it, it, it sucks. Um, and I think it goes the same for a female-dominated community. For a, a, a male to get into it, they might experience the same thing. And that, that, that's oh, yeah. just how that's just how it works, unfortunately. Um, mm. But we're saying that, yeah, I agree with simply. I've seen a, a lot more girls coming out, started speedrunning, and actually getting pretty good too, which is which is that'd be great, dude. Uh, yeah, just uh huh. Go on. It's just the fact of like you know, just like you said, there's so, there's so it's so male dominated now. It's, you got to be kind of like brave almost to be a, a female and say I want to do speedrunning. I want to get my, you know, and you know how guys are. Guys are assholes, right? On the internet, yeah. if you go on Twitch stream, there's guys like oh, she's a titty streamer. She's, yeah. there's, I mean, she's yeah. wearing a sweater, and guys will still say that, right? So I mean, yeah. it's a tough world out there on the internet. For yeah, even, that's just that's the way it is, you know. Even Twitch in general is is mostly male dominated. Um, yeah, and, you know, yeah, it's just because... the internet is stupid, right? Not you guys, yeah. chat, chat. You guys are hot though. Yeah, you guys are dope. Yeah. <laughs> dope. Well, I think that's uh, pretty solid. We've got a good amount of content going. What do you think, Cheese? Yeah, no, I agree. That was, that was again, another enjoyable episode. Every time we have an episode, I keep saying it's my favorite episode. But um, <laughs> I was excited to have ALT on because I know that he has views that aren't common. But are very helpful. So I and I think you portrayed them in a very, very interesting way today. So I was loved having you. A lot of, a lot of fun, guys. Yeah. Let's hope to do hope to do it again in the future one day. And uh, yeah, hope to be interviewing you at that future event we were talking about earlier. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Only can hope. Thanks very much. All it was an absolute pleasure. The insight was unbelievable. Definitely check out his podcast. We've all been on it. It's it's amazing. This guy is a legend. MyInsanePace.com. And uh, check out the Discord, too, for some interesting discussions. 
And yeah, thank you guys very much for listening. This will, of course, be put up on YouTube and then uh, on the Android and Apple uh, podcast apps. We need to get a website, man. You, you got the yeah, website man. going. That's so nice. You got to get it. We got a website yet. We'll get Come there. Twodads.com, something. So maybe, maybe we'll just <laughs> something silly. Well, thank you very much. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. And yeah, we'll catch you on the flippity flip. Don't forget to check YouTube. It, this episode will be uploaded to YouTube uh, by tomorrow. So I'll be posted. I'll probably tweet about it too. So if you missed the first half, second half, or wherever, you know, you can see the full episode on YouTube. And yeah, thank you, everybody. See you later. Thank you for watching. Bye. Bye.